so good to see all of you. Merry Christmas. And kids, you have to help me out in this message. James mentioned it at the start of the service. You have a glow stick inside that bag of goodies that you were given. Mine's getting a little weak. This is the third service, and it's lost some of its glow, but I keep shaking it every now and then. So let's do a practice. Whenever I say the name Jesus, you, like this. It's okay, one, two, three, Jesus. And if you're a little short, just stand up so I can see your glow stick above the heads of the people in front of you. So you can just relax for a few moments. I'm not going to say his name for a little bit, but I'll give you a a heads up when we do. So the night is very still. The lights in Bethlehem have been extinguished, and it's now quiet in the stable where this teenage girl and her nervous husband lie down. And Mary cried softly. She was biting her lip because the pain became unbearable at times. And Joseph, with fear in his eyes, he's rushing her back and forth. He'd get water, and then he'd hold Mary's hand, and then he'd tell her, it's time to push again. It was exhausting, but now they're lying down together. Mom's okay, and the baby, he's perfect. And they finally have some peace and quiet broken only by their whispers, and then occasionally one of the animals there in the stable makes a sound. But then Joseph heard rustling, and he thought, maybe this is the innkeeper. Maybe he heard Mary in pain while giving birth, and he's coming to check on her. But then he looked up, and this group of shepherds came rushing through the door. Shepherds, he said, these were the low caste in society. And he couldn't understand why they were there. But then we see them basically share the story of what had taken place in that video. And they said, we're sorry to bother you, but we had to see for ourselves. We're looking for a newborn baby. An angel told us, I know it sounds far-fetched, But Joseph, we saw that smile creep across his face, and he simply shook his head and mumbled, no, not far-fetched, come on in. So then the shepherds came in, and they excitedly told the story of those miraculous events that they had seen. We'd finally gotten the sheep all settled down for the night, and we were just relaxing, telling a few stories, almost asleep, and then this bright light, it was so bright, it was just like it was daytime, and then this angel of God appeared right in front of us, and we were petrified. Have you ever seen an angel? And Joseph must have just smiled to himself and thought, yeah, that's been happening a lot around here lately. And the angel said to us, this is in Luke 2, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. And then you noticed how for a while they stared at the baby. And then finally one of them spoke up and asked if he could hold the child. And then after giving the child back, He said, what did you name the baby? Now, young couples, they will agonize for weeks 
and months trying to come up with the perfect name for the baby that they're about to bring into this world. Names are important. And back when my wife Pat and I were in the baby business, there was no internet. So you couldn't go Google all the, the most popular names for boys or girls. You had to go buy a baby name book. And then you would pour through that book. Or then maybe there were some names within your family. And you thought, hey, we could use one of those names in naming our child. But you knew that a name served as an inspiration for who they would become and, and how they would live. Now, my mother's probably watching this on PEI, but my parents intended to give me the name Gregory Harold Nicholson. Harold is my, was my dad's first name. And they filled out the form for my birth certificate incorrectly, and I ended up as Harold Gregory Nicholson. And they just ignored that. And my, my sin number actually said Gregory H. Nicholson. I don't know how that happened. And then uh, I ended up, when I got my license, it said H. Gregory on there. And then everything else was Gregory. And I, I still continued on. That's okay. We moved to Nova Scotia. And I got a health card here. And they put Greg H. So that was another variety in there. And then 13 years ago, I went to get a passport, and they asked for all my documentation. I laid all these cards out, and then the woman looks at me, who are you? <laughs> and I realized, okay, I, so I had to have all my cards changed in matching my birth certificate. And then seven years ago, I had colorectal cancer surgery, and I'm in the hospital, and they're coming to take my blood. Harold, and I'm not paying any attention. That's not my name. Now, everywhere I go, with, uh, officially, it's Harold. So names are important to both the parent and the child. But some parents seem to forget that when they name their children. And this is actually true. There's a family in Charlottetown, PEI. The family name is Corny, C-O-R-N-E-Y. And they named their sons Fairly and Hardly. So what's your name, young man? My name's Fairly Corny. And, and this is my brother, Hardly Corny, over here. So maybe some parents need to agonize just a little bit longer about those names. Now, naming a child is extremely important. And it would have been even more important for Mary and Joseph because they were actually giving a name to the Son of God. But fortunately, God had already picked out the name ahead of time. And the Old Testament is filled with 300 messianic prophecies. And they give detailed predictions about who the Messiah would be, what he would do. And then in Isaiah... 700 years before Jesus was actually born, they told what one of his names would be. And we pick this up in Matthew chapter 1, verse 22, because that's referring back to the prophecy in Isaiah 7, 14. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord had said through the prophet. The virgin will be with child and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. 
So the first name he was given was Emmanuel, which means, as you saw, God with us. So that's not just God created us, or God hearing our prayers, or God watching us from a distance. Instead, it's now God is going to be with us. He's going to be working alongside of us. He's going to be walking our streets. He's going to be breathing our air. He's going to be facing the same pressures in life that we do. So in essence, that's what that first Christmas is all about. So get your glow sticks ready, guys. John chapter 14, verse 5. Thomas said to him, Lord, we don't know where you are going, so how can we know the way? And Jesus answered, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really knew me, you would know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. And Philip said, Lord... Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. And Jesus answered, Don't you know me, Philip, even after I have been among you such a long time? Anyone who sees me has seen the Father. How can you say, show us the Father? And Jesus is saying, If you have seen me, you have seen God. So Jesus is like an exact portrait or picture of God. And Chuck Colson, uh, and just before I read that, I want to read John chapter 1, verse 1. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. So God allowed his Son to become a human being so that we could literally rub shoulders with God in the flesh. Emmanuel, God with us. Chuck Colson started a ministry called Prison Fellowship, and they have a Christmas time program called Angel Tree. And what they do is, if there's a parent that is in prison, they will go and buy a gift and give it to the child on behalf of the incarcerated parent. So he was delivering some gifts to an inner city family in Washington, D.C., And he came to an apartment building that was in the projects, and the screen door was hanging off. There was just one hinge holding it there. And he said there was a a heater that was going full tilt. And then he saw four or five children running around the house, and uh, no mother, because she was working. So the youngest boy was so excited when he saw Colson with all these gifts, he ran up to him and he said, what's your name? And Colson answered, my name is Chuck, and I brought some presents from your dad. And then he set them down and he asked the boy, what's your name? And the boy said, well, my name is Emmanuel. And Colson said, do you know what your name means? And then he pulled the Bible out of his back pocket and he got down on one knee and he read that scripture. And he said, look, it's right there. Emmanuel, it means God with us. And just at that moment, the mother arrived home and the little guy ran over to her. He said, mommy, mommy, God is with us. God is with us. And Colson said, as he was leaving that apartment, And walking down that cold, snowy street, all he could hear was that little boy's voice ringing in his ears, God is with us, God is with us. And Colson said, that is what is the hope of the world. Now there was a second name that was given to the baby. 
a name which was more personal, actually a given name, and it was the name that was given by an angel who said in Matthew chapter 1, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary home as your wife, because what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. And we've got a quick one coming up. That name is Jesus. He will save his people from their sins. So what did Joseph do? Matthew 1 tells us. But he had no union with her until she gave birth to a son. And he gave him the name Jesus. Because that would be the name that his parents would use when they called him in for dinner. That's the name they would use when they wanted him to do his homework. It's the name they would use when they wanted him to get dressed so that they could go to the tabernacle for worship. It's the the name that would also be used by a seeing-impaired man as he would call that name out in the midst of this great crowd of people in hopes that he would gain an audience with the great physician. But you also must realize that God chose this name because of its significance. Jesus means God saves, the Lord saves. And 33 years later, shortly after his resurrection, the apostle Peter preached, and in Acts 4.12 he said, Salvation is found in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to men by which we must be saved. So God selected the perfect name for the perfect son because the only one who can save imperfect people is the one who is perfect. And that's exactly who he was. And then the rest of his life just and his ministry bore out the truthfulness of that statement. Now a lot of people... Uh, they're kind of happy just talking about God, or they might even say things like the man upstairs, but they slow down. They don't want to get very personal and use the name of Jesus. While the name Emmanuel describes his nature, that he would be with us, the name Jesus describes his purpose, that he came to seek those who are lost. Now the orchestration of a baby being born of a virgin in Bethlehem was basically a rescue mission that God engineered. And he did it all on his own. And if you were the single one person on the face of this earth, he still would have gone ahead with that plan. That's how much he loves you. And that's what Christmas is all about. Now there might be some of you here in this service tonight that are here mainly out of obligation. And and I want to say thank you for taking the time to worship with us. Thank you for, uh, I know, by compliantly sitting here for a little less than an hour, you're actually keeping peace in the family. But maybe to you, this Christmas is just another holiday tradition. But deep down, you doubt the identity of the one for whom this holiday was named in the first place. You've arrived at your own opinion, and you've made up your mind that you're right, and there's nothing that I can say that will change your mind. But can I say this? Would you have the intellectual fortitude to study the scriptures, to investigate the prophecies, to weigh the evidence of the manuscripts, and to observe the transformed lives that are all around us, and then listen to those who believe the Christmas story 
those credible sources just might introduce you to an undeniable truth. And that truth is that God basically took his place in heaven and he traded that for a burn. That's what he did. As the Bible puts it in Philippians 2 verse 6, who being in very nature God did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. We've got a couple more, guys. So maybe you've always seen Jesus as some historical figure, or maybe a godly man, a, a great teacher. You might even think of him as a prophet. But if that's where it stops, then you're involved in a case of mistaken identity because that's not who he is. He is so much more. Helen Keller was an incredible woman, and she overcame some remarkable odds and adversity. In spite of the fact that she could not see or hear from birth, she, through the patient and loving kindness and guidance of Anne Sullivan, learned to communicate. It was first of all by touch, and then eventually it was by language. And when Anne first tried to teach her about God, this is what Helen said. She said, oh, thank you. I already know about him. I just didn't know his name. Well, you all have an advantage here because you do know his name. And his name is Emmanuel, God with us. His name is Jesus, which means he came to save. And maybe this Christmas, for the first time, you can truly understand the message of the angels when they said, I bring you great new, good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord.